I've hit the button. You can do the thing whenever you're ready. Uh, what thing? The thing where I introduce the thing? The thing we're doing. All right, well. with charles and charlie i'm charlie and uh on this podcast each week we or each episode i should say each week i don't know when you're listening to this but we watch a different a24 movie currently in chronological order uh and we have worked our way up to 2013's Denis villeneuve uh enemy which uh stars jake gyllenhaal uh and a couple other people but for the most part it's a gyllenhaal show as he plays double double, double duty uh, playing the characters of Adam and Anthony. Very Lindsay Lohan-esque. And so this movie, uh, there's, we're going to go through the, the, the very literal story that's happening on the surface. And then we can discuss whether it's a literal story, whether there's a lot of other stuff. I think the last shot kind of gives away some of the stuff that's happening. But at the same time, like maybe it's just because of this guy's psychosis. But well, Let's get into it. So uh, this is the story of a history professor named Adam uh, who he he is kind of stuck in this repeating pa- repeating pattern of he goes to school where he teaches about repeating patterns and history repeating itself. So we'll get into that at some point. Um, and then he basically you see and they do this in a montage of repeating. He's at school lecturing. He then has his commute home and then he goes home to his wife. They have sex. Girlfriend, I think. Or uh, girlfriend. Sorry. Yeah. Girlfriend. Um, and then they have sex. Go sleep wake up, rinse, and repeat. They do that every single day. Um, and it's on this pattern until he... Well, there is one scene that it actually starts off... Sorry, let me cut back. This, yeah. The movie actually starts off with uh, some sort of erotic underground event where uh, all these men are secretly gathering to watch women do various things, which ends on the scene of a woman in a stiletto crushing a spider. About so, to. She doesn't actually do yeah, it. And it does have big eyes wide shut vibes yeah. from the um, So that was how the movie begins, begins, but hard cut to where the story literally starts. Uh, he ends up uh, meeting one of his coworkers and his coworker uh, over lunch suggests that he goes and finds a film, which is, uh, I think, where's, the, where's there a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And then... Uh, as he's watching this movie, um, he watches it, and this is the first time that kind of breaks his pattern. Uh, he's not going to have sex that night, even though she's very interested. He kind of is like, I'm going to watch this movie instead. Watches the movie, she goes to sleep. He comes back, and now he wants to have sex. And she doesn't want to. Um, so he goes to sleep. And then in this dream, and this is where his obsession kind of starts, is he remembers this scene where there's a bellhop. And this bellhop looks exactly like him. So he goes on the deep, dark rabbit hole of finding out who this person is, uh, going to this person's, uh, finding out this person's talent agency, goes there, picks up an address or an envelope addressed to him. Um, And there's a lot of little details. But basically, he ends up uh, trying to contact him. Uh, His wife or the other guy's wife, which is Anthony. Um, Anthony is the name of the actor. Adam is the name. name of the history professor. Yes. Um, it's going to be confusing, but just because just they <laughs> yep. both begin with A. Uh, so we'll try to be as clear as again. But if I have to uh, denote what their profession is, that's kind of the, the biggest distinction between the two of them. Uh, he ends up calling uh, his apartment. 
his uh anthony's wife picks up calls him out immediately saying hey who is this like i know like i know who or not who is this but i know your voice like why are you doing this yeah things are having a goof ends up uh skips ahead a little bit he ends up meeting up with this anthony guy they find out that they they have the exact same scars uh they are exactly alike in basically every single way um and i at this point in the movie um Anthony starts trying to kind of trail him, which turns into trailing his what or his girlfriend. He ends up, uh, Anthony ends up basically, I, I don't know, threatening Aunt Adam or yeah, he works his way, up. he works himself up to it, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically saying, hey, uh, he so Anthony ends up becoming infatuated with Adam's uh, girlfriend, says, hey. I think you slept with my wife, so I'm going to basically take your girlfriend on a weekend romantic getaway. They do that. So they go on their romantic getaway. Adam comes, basically says, all right, well, if he's doing that, I'm going to go spend a night with his wife as him. And it, it kind of like kind of cuts back and forth between the two. Um, clearly Adam's thinking about it. So we don't know whether this is real or whether it's in his head. Um, as he, as, but you can kind of tell that his wife, uh, which is, I believe Heather is her name. Let me double check or Helen. Sorry. Uh, she clearly knows something's up and she even like gives away the game a little bit. She's as they're going to sleep that night. She says, how was school today? Kind of says, I, I know what the deal is. Um, at the same time, uh, she, uh, he can't go to sleep. They go to the living room. They end up having sex at the same exact time while uh, Anthony and the girlfriend are having sex. And at this point, the girlfriend realizes that this isn't the guy that she knows. This is somebody else. Where's your ring? Or why do you have a mark on your yes, hand? Yes, she was using the same exact tactic I was to figure out which one was which. Yeah. The ring on the finger. Um, and in, essentially, uh, they get in a fight uh, while at the same time. Adam and Helen end up having sex. The girlfriend and Anthony get in this fight. They end up, she says, take me back. As they're driving back, they get in this big fight, have car crash, presumably both die. I know there's a radio report at the end of the, uh, the movie. Um, and then we're kind of, uh, really embraces its Kafka S as he has now decided to try to go to this secret sex underground club uh, and he says to the wife, Hey, I'm, I have something to do tonight. She just kind of at this point goes into the room. And next time we see her, she's a giant spider. Yep. So and that's a very literal story. Yep. It's very confusing. I get it. Uh, but that's kind of meant to be, it's kind of meant to be kind of, uh, a little bit interwebbed with itself with the, a lot of things going on. So I guess first I usually ask you, like, what's your knowledge of this movie beforehand? I assume you didn't have much. Nope. Um, so. I actually didn't realize that the director is the director of my all-time favorite movie. Yeah, he went for... to go on and do a, a few bigger and better <laughs> things. Uh, at Charlie's reference in here, your favorite movie is. Blade Runner 2049. Uh, certainly, it's it's up there for me. But also, obviously, the biggest blockbuster we've had, I had in the last two or three years, which is Dune. So. Um, yeah, he, he went on to do bigger and better things and you kind of, you can definitely see the, the, the palette, the, the shots that are chosen here, but from just the literal story, what do you think is literally happening? Uh, I mean, the last scene kind of threw me from what I, how I was interpreting it the whole way first thought logically, okay, they're twins. Like, right. So he even explores that talks to the mom, his mom, like you're my only child. That isn't it. And then the scene where they're comparing the scars, well, that doesn't really make sense for them to have the same adult scar on the same exact spot. 
Um, I think by the end of it, you kind of get into the headspace of this is someone who is having an identity crisis and is maybe got an alter ego set up to try to escape it. Now it's a very open interpretation to who's who the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like it always is. But, um, and I think the whole crash at the end is kind of symbolic to the person trying to make a decision, but then also going back against it right away and deciding to go to this underground sex club thing, which, Mm -hmm. cause one would be like, we're going to bury the guy who wants to cheat on because it's brought up. It's, implied that she they had some marital he had an mar- extramarital affair uh anthony and the wife yes, which is yeah. helen so correct yeah we'll say i'm gonna say the wife largely because that's the biggest way to distinguish yes. them but um the the actor and the wife right so i think that that is symbolically him deciding i'm done screwing around this is where i want to be but then you know you hit the light of day and your your uh midnight resolve is gone away right it is crumbled away maybe something like that uh and i think that's largely where i'm at as well as far as like who is the real character obviously there is portions of it that that the the real character i think is a history professor uh with a failed acting career uh who was in three movies like it's not like they and they haven't been to the talent agency in six months um there's a couple other like weird small things that are in the movie um that if you don't watch it multiple times, I don't know whether you're going to get. So when he is first comparing uh, a picture to the headshot of the actor, I don't know if you caught the the photograph that he uses, but it's a torn photograph in right. half as if it was a breakup. We actually see that the, the original complete picture later, it's him and the wife. Yeah. Helen. So uh, they're clearly, it's not two different men. It's clearly the same person. Uh, who is who? It doesn't really matter. I, I think that in the literal sense, it's about a guy who is having issues maritally, uh, doesn't want to um, necessarily uh, – she gets pregnant, and that causes issues with their relationship as far as this is the next big step. And so he ends up taking up a mistress at that point. The mistress is the girlfriend in this movie. Um and there are things that happen. I don't think that there is a literal personality split, identity split, like there is in Fight Club. Yeah, no, not 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 that. Extreme. Yeah, um, uh, but I do think that there are certainly um, interpretations where you could go that way if you want to go very literal. Like this is just two people, like that he's had a complete, as you said, identity crisis, but even more so, like disassociative identity. Like he is actually just two different people. Well, I don't think that's a legit n- interpretation. Yeah. Uh, well, but. I think the fact that he's always, no matter which which one of the two that Jake Gyllenhaal is portraying, Adam or um, Anthony, he's always psyching himself up to confront yeah. himself. Yeah. So, like, there's the whole calling, trying to make it happen. I'm not – I don't want to do anything with you. Okay, I've decided we're going to meet. And then the other way, the guy practicing his lines on how he wants to have sex with his girlfriend yeah. as, like, retaliation or whatever – that was all about. Um, they oh, he's always keen himself up. Like I have to confront myself. I have to be honest. And so, like I think there's some of that. I think yeah. is lending. And, and I think, and we touched on it very briefly, but throughout the movie, uh, from the very first scene where, yeah, obviously we talked about the woman crushing the spider and her stilettos, to the very end where he comes back and his wife is now a giant tarantula. 
Um, like fills the room, not like, yeah, not like, like three feet big. Massive. Like it, it certainly, it, it, it reminded me of metamorphosis yeah. Kafka. Um, and a PSA, tarantulas are harmless. Almost every kind is. You're not going to encounter a venomous tarantula. Don't step on a tarantula. Yeah. Um, but I, so <laughs> we do not I, in, in throughout the movie, uh, they imply that, for instance, they use the trolley lines in Toronto as like kind of webs. They, they shoot them as if they're webs. Um, the car crash when, um, Anthony and the mistress end up having a car crash. It zooms in on the window as a that's cracked in the form. It looks like a, a web. Like there's certainly, and there's even just a scene where there's just a giant, literally a, like a fifty foot spider uh, attacking Toronto. Yeah. Um. So the, I think the spider is going to be the key to figuring out like exactly what the movie's trying to say. Um. And judging by the fact that the the guy is his fantasy, his underworld. Um club that he wants to do his d- deepest desire is that he wants to crush a spider and then at the end of the movie the his wife turns into a giant spider and he has this acceptance that yes this is just the way that i that, like my life is going to basically repeat um i think it has something to do with women uh and that feeling of being trapped in a relationship and that commitment and i think that he just feels that way um, and I'm not saying that women are spiders, but I think that he feels that way in terms of they entangled him, they're, they're entrapping him. And he talks about totalitarian, totalitarian regimes and how it's this repeated pattern. And the movie is on almost like a repeated pattern, as in you could probably start this movie again. And it's maybe just the same pattern of commit, committing infidelities, having affairs. And even when you think that you are out of it and think that you're good to go and, and your wife has now agreed to that. And this is kind of why the, the spider wife at the end of the movie is almost fearful of him is that he is kind of going to go back and repeat this pattern that this whole movie was based off. He's going to find another mistress. Um, so I think there's a lot of that in there. I think she had a night where he came back and, as you said, had that midnight uh, uh, clarity, the epiphany, and uh, she had him again. She she had the person that she fell in love with, and in the morning, it's the Anthony-type character. That personality is back where he's going to go to the sex club, and he's going to cheat on her again. So um, I think there's a lot to this movie. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's almost in your face that there's a lot saying, hey – there is more to this movie because they are very uh, – I mean, when you turn a character into a giant spider, very literally in the movie, you are kind of saying, hey, there are many themes in this movie. Um, it's not just some sort of weird psychological thriller. Like, there's a lot of depth to every single uh, – there's text, there's subtext, there's sub subtext. Uh, there's plenty of things in this film, too. That- Did you catch the room number of the hotel they went into? Was it 221? 221. 221? Do, do you know what that reference is? I don't. 221B Baker Street. That is Sherlock Holmes' okay. address. Is that a re- like? I guess I, a- there's no way that was by accident. <laughs> yeah, but is that just like kind of a nod as opposed to... I think a- so, yeah. Okay. I think it's more of a nod. I mean, there, there's a couple other things. Like, for instance, uh, the... There's in the... In the um, in the movie theater, the, or not movie theater, where he goes to rent the movie at the beginning of the movie, um, the in the, the background very prominently is a attack of the fifty foot woman. Like, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of like subtle Easter eggs that if you watch this and, and try to think, and and I, to be honest, I, I didn't go back and research every song that was played. There's uh, a couple songs we had played on radio in the background uh, that I think probably have a lot of significance. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it's there. 
if you really want to dive deep into it, and I probably will at some point watch this again, I really enjoyed the the film as a um, puzzle box of sorts. Where, was this your first watch? Yeah, this was my first watch. Yeah, I, had, I had not seen it before. Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal is just actually incredible as, as both the actor and the history teacher, uh, Adam and Anthony, in this movie. Did you um, did you watch it on HBO Max? Uh, I think I had it on Amazon. It's on Cinemax. Maybe it was Amazon. Okay. Yes. So did you watch the after credits? I did uh, not. There was an interview with the director and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's good 10 minutes worth of watching, really. No, I wish I had before yeah, I talk about it for yeah, 40 huh? minutes. <laughs> now you're <laughs> the only one. I feel like you're cheating one. here. A little bit. No. So, I mean, I'll, I haven't been yet, but I will say the one thing he was really mindful of was the subtle mannerisms he would take on mm-hmm. to be both. I mean, it's pretty obvious too watching it but like you just it's how he can be these two distinct roles just the way he carries himself and like he talks about how like at the end of the movie the you know adam's starting to have a little bit more anthony like like that well it's kind of interesting i believe this is me very personal experiences that i literally watched this i think after i caught like the last half of split on like tbs so split james mcavoy like same exact thing where he is literally just the way his eyes are opened uh, change depending on which personality is. So, uh, uh, but I, yeah. I love that movie too. Not to get too sidetracked. Yeah. I had no idea that had anything. I don't think anyone did. The big reveal at the end, like, oh, yeah. oh this is the unbreakable. I'd heard there was something, but I hadn't heard anything. I was like, in the movie, was like, yeah, it's fine. Then that happened. I was like, oh my god, it's incredible. Then I never watched the next movie. Anyway, I did watch Glass. It was it was, it was fine. It was not not nearly. <laughs> All right, well, back to A twenty four movies. Oh, specifically this movie. I, I I wish I had time to actually like sit down and read the book it's based off of and see if it's a. Uh, was it the double? Was yeah, that... the double. Yeah. It's a uh, Jose Sacramo, um, Saramo, Sa- Sagamago. I don't, I can't pronounce it. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I'd wonder if it's as uh, tied in deeply to the same themes, or if there is a lot of uh, Vanov, uh his uh, shaping of it in a similar way to uh, how Kubrick shaped The Shining, where there's an entirely different story if you read the book. Uh, real quick though, uh, let me pull up and uh, while you you go ahead and you want to talk about our, our uh, what you got in your hand of the there. Day, yeah. Yes, so I was just looking at a beer there. Uh, so we have the I think the most on the nose one yet, Evil Twin Brewing Molotov Cocktail. That's really not. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you had to do some work into that one. Uh, the work was I walked into um to Elwood Thompson's and it was okay. right there. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, nice. But. All right, so let me uh, let's go back to when this movie was released. It was actually released in 2014. I said 2013. I think it was released on the film circuit. Yeah, I believe we were in 2014. Uh, you want to take a guess at what the number one movie in the box office? What month was were we in? This was uh, this is March of 2014. If you can get any movies in the top ten, I'll be impressed. But <laughs> any of the movies in the top ten, March. 20- you could do it. You just got to know your time. Oh boy. I will probably cut out some of this dead air here, as I think. What was I if you doing? want, I can just I can just give it to you and see if you even remember this movie coming out. <laughs> I'm just gonna be bad at this game for the all hundred. There might be a couple that we, especially if you get to the summer months. Sure. Uh, but number one in the box office was uh, I have no idea. I, I mean, I know what this movie is about, but I did not know this was a movie. Mister Peabody and Sherman. Okay. Do yeah, you, I remember the you, cartoon. Do you remember the movie coming out? No. This was number one two weeks in a row. Like, uh, wow. And then the uh, number two movie was uh, three hundred. Rise of an Empire, the okay, sequel to the 300. Sequel. Yeah. And then uh, the debut in movies this week would be Need for Speed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think this was uh, the, the guy off of Breaking Bad. What's his game? Aaron Paul? 
Yes. Yeah. So I think that was a, a vehicle for him, literally. And then uh, also debuting was Single Moms Club and the Veronica Mars movie. They made a movie of it. I still haven't even watched Veronica Mars. It's yeah. on my list for sure. Uh, but that was when it opened a limited release. The next week, it, it went to a much wider release and had a, a an all right opening, but still like not nearly uh, that that high. I, it, it debuted in like the mid twenties as far as where at the highest it ranked, like 26, 27. Uh, so it, it did all right. It ended up making uh, a domestic gross of a million worldwide, three point five. So uh, I can't imagine. Probably lost money then, right? I have to imagine the special effects really didn't like that spider <laughs> effect probably cost as much as Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, because they had uh, to build the actual animatronic giant spider to walk through Toronto. The zoning alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, there actually is, um, in, in, in a little bit of the research I did, the very little bit. Uh, the there is actually a, a spider uh, statue in like the Toronto area called Mother Spider, um, so it looks very similar to the giant spider that's in that that scene. It's just kind of interesting. And Veno being Canadian, I don't know whether he was tying in directly. The movie is set in Canada, so um, but yeah. So uh, just a couple interesting things there. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Well, so. I, there, I mean, we could go in all day. It's all the I, I, I wrote. Symbolism. I wrote the most notes I think of any of the movies outside <laughs> of maybe Spring Breakers. Uh, uh, the fact that the blueberries, liking the blueberries and not liking the blueberries, that jumped out right away. Yeah, like you'd almost forgot. Like these, these are no, two. I fucking th- hate this, them. This no, is a person who is. They are two. There, there. There's a person that almost the exact opposite. Like this, this person. Uh, whereas Adam's character is very shy, meek. Um, like doesn't really assert himself to the opposite where um like I, like even Adam's character the the history professor he is taking he's he's on a commute like he is he's taking public transportation whereas um Anthony's character motorcycle yep. like assertive as we said like he's a womanizer like he's going after all these things so i think that it's just two sides of the same person where they are literally just connected where they don't share outside of looking alike they don't share any of the same personality traits including their uh, love of blueberries <laughs> um yeah and just the interactions with uh, with helen at first you're trying to solve the mystery with her it feels like but yeah. once you kind of arrive at it you realize those interactions are more of her like almost playful but like who who do I have here? Yeah, like, like when right? she goes to to see him at the, yeah. the school, and like he she calls him, and he kind of steps away, and we know that he's taking a phone call. Yeah, that, and that like, jumped out at me okay, too. Okay, like yeah. we know what's going on here. So like, what is this thing? Uh, she's been pregnant for six months, and he hasn't been at the talent agency for six months. So obviously, this is when the the stuff it probably had happened. The first rift that happened between them, um, and clearly their pregnancy was a, a catalyst for that. Um, yeah, there's just it, it, there's a lot of things. And I think uh, multiple viewings of it will unearth, uh, particularly the conversations with his mom. Um, there's, yeah, there's a missed call from his mom early on when he's watching the movie, or when he's first obsessing, well, there, like draws the blinds. He's starting to get paranoid. Well, there's there, there's a voicemail from his mom as a missed call, and then at the very end of the movie, when he is getting dressed uh, right before she turns into a spider. He sees a call from his mom that he sends to voicemail. So, like, there's there's a linkage to the end of the movie to the beginning where that pattern is is, is a circle. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so many things, and I think that if you you do a deep dive and you're like, all right, let me analyze every single frame, I'm sure there's uh, something to pick out of 
that you could really go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. With. Stay tuned to our next podcast where we go through each movie frame by frame, one episode. This will be on the second lap. Once we finish every A24 <laughs> movie and we start coming back through, Enemy will be one to listen to the second time as, w- as we've got multiple viewings in. I don't hate that. It's a good idea. All right. So where does this rank for you on our list? Uh, I actually, I, I'm probably going to put it at the top. I think it's this, knocked out Spring Breakers for you. It's, I, I think that it's a much better executed movie. Um, I don't know that it is a more fun movie to watch. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey, you got to watch this movie to it. So for me, I did really like this movie. I, it is tough consideration for me because it's just such a different movie than our last week's movie, Spectacular Now. I think it is going to land second for me on the list. I think these two movies are pretty high above everything else we've done to this point, though. Yeah. So, Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III, you're safe at the bottom still. Going to be. I cannot imagine. <laughs> if there's ever a movie that's worse than that, we may just... There's going to be something in we here. We may I just end the podcast. Hate. There's just no way. I mean, Tuss is coming up. Though I think that's going to rule. I think Tuss is going to be very good. <laughs> As in, I've seen it. It's also very good. <laughs> and this has been A24 Ever. We will be back next week to talk about Under the Skin. So join us. Do I? Am I supposed to add anything nope. here? Nope. To- <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.